Alright, alright. We are going into action mode. Um, this is Authentic Chad and the Pursuit of Happiness. This is Jacqueline Olivia Wagner. Uh, as as of what? Three months ago you decided to change your name? Anyways, alright folks, uh, welcome to the show. This is going to be a fun episode for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, this is our anniversary, our nine-year wedding anniversary. Super excited. Don't do that. <laughs> Very excited about that. And what's the other reason? Oh, this is even almost more impressive. This is Jackie's first time on the podcast. Of all the podcasts I've ever done, this is the first time she's been invited to actually be say, on, this is the first time I've been invited to be on the show. So y'all are y'all are tuning in to something very cool. Um, I thought it would be fun. Uh, we're chilling out on our patio tonight as the sun goes down, uh, just enjoying. It's a Wednesday, you know. Um, we're just very excited to be here, and I'm very blessed to have Jacqueline in my life. And, um, I thought we'd kind of just reminisce a little bit. I mean. It's been a while since we kind of did that, and I know the other night you were going through some photos, so maybe some memories were coming back and stuff like that. Um, so we were married on uh, September 20th in 2014 in the canyons of Salt Lake City, Utah. Big Canyon. It was awesome, awesome, and the very next day it was it was snowing. She snowed the day before our wedding, but we'll go with that. And then it snowed a lot the day did it after, during know. cleanup. When you, oh, it did? Yeah. Um, why don't you tell these guys when we actually met? Because that part's still a little fuzzy for me. <laughs> uh, so we were both working at Nordstrom. I was working cosmetics and he was working at the E-Bar. Um, and I went out for a late break and he was cleaning up and... Uh, then I ended up taking a late lunch and, you know, didn't really want to go walk through the mall. So I just sat and we chatted. Um, and by the end of that conversation, he asked me if we, if we wanted to be friends in real life. Um, so we exchanged numbers and talked a little bit here and there. And yeah, he, he was, uh, going through the time in his life where he was, having fun and asking out all the girls in cosmetics and you know I was just another number no. <laughs> but 12 years later I'm still here and I'm so blessed do you remember that smurf you bought me I do but um well the first uh, this I is like say a within the first months. six months of us dating uh this first smurfs movie came out um and he appointed himself Jokey Smurf years and years ago. Uh, and so I got him a Smurf and I put the little voice recorder in it and it says, I love you, babe. And I still have it and it's still awesome. It still works. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what year? That was 2011? That was 2011. We met in the spring of 2011. And so we dated a while. I have two kids. Jackie has none. Um... We uh, we never really separated much after kind of hit it off. I feel like and yeah, we just kind of like rolled with it and just went kept kind of going. I would take you out on my little adventures, and you would take me to church and meet your mom and stuff. And 
Yep. He, uh, we went to this really great park and I love the smell of cigars. It's very reminiscent of my grandpa and just, you know, what have you. And I love the smell of them. He said, do you want to try one? And I said, sure. You know, dabbled here and there smoking anything, but I didn't know you didn't inhale cigar smoke. So, you know, then I got a lung infection for two weeks. So that was a really fun, fun adventure. Been on a lot of really weird adventures. I do remember we went to his uh, buddy's wedding. This was July of the first year we were dating. Um, and we're hanging out. He was the best man. And so I was just kind of, you know, sidelined while he's taking pictures and whatnot. And fine, just hanging out. Um, I'm not a big drinker. Don't really like alcohol. Uh, I was also very anti-committal at that point in my life. Uh, and so I was saying how beautiful something in the wedding was. And his response was, well, when it's our wedding, we can do some, whatever we want. And then I continue to drink half a bottle of Jack Daniels. So 12 years later, this is pretty good for us. We're both like... Must have been a good prediction, I guess, that night had a vibe. Going. I don't know that either of us are... I mean, we're not anti-committal, but... Well... Don't put us in a box. So, yeah, after that, I mean, we moved in together. Um, like I said, I got two kids, so they were Two years with us. later. It was two years before we moved in together. Yep. Spread it out. Slow roll. Um, moved in together. I've got a couple of teenagers now and at the time. And uh, anyway, I'm sure that was difficult, but we made it work. We did. We made it work. It was, a, it was an adventure. I mean, mind you, y'all, we have a 12 and a half year age difference. So that in and of itself makes for a really interesting time. A little bit of a cradle robber, this one. <laughs> uh, makes for a really interesting time and, you know, a baby trying to raise babies. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I tried. So let's, let's move along now. Um, we've been through a lot of adventures and I think, to be honest, that's, one of my favorite parts about our relationship and this kind of pursuit of happiness. We travel well together, I feel like. We really kind of let each other do our own thing. Uh, we don't, I feel like we don't spend a lot of money on dumb shit. We just kind of like want to go with the flow and enjoy the scenery. But um, I've enjoyed traveling with you a lot. And, you know, and. Um, I'm trying to remember some of our earlier trips. We went to what, Sand Hollow? Was that like one of the first ones? We did. We went to Sand Hollow a couple times. I think Jeff's wedding was probably our first adventure. That was in July. Yeah. And then I think we did Sand Hollow. We might have done that the year after that. I don't know. I don't know what time frame, but we did Sand Hollow a couple times, which was a reservoir in southern Utah, which is beautiful. It has some sand dunes, but we just went to camp and swim. Um,. Fresh bodies of water can have parasites. Just a heads up. Uh, that was a fun adventure. Um, we got... Uh, we the kids were... Uh, my son was with us too, but we went to San Hollow twice. And I think the first time was awesome. Mm -hmm. Was that the first time I almost drowned? Or was that the second time? Not even the first time we drowned. Almost drowned. Anyways, the second time we went back, um, huge dust storm. Took out our canopy. We got the uh, swimmers itch. Swimmers itch. Parasite. Uh, luckily, there was actually a Walmart within about 15 minutes of Sand Hollow. This is near St. George, Utah. 
So that was awesome. Uh, climbing the rocks. That was so fun. Um, it's beautiful. Then, anyways, so later on, um, I, I got a wild hair up my ass that I wanted to move to Seattle and sell my art that was That was after we went, though. We went in February of 2015 oh, yeah. to go for vacation. That was our um, No, we went to Hawaii on our honeymoon. <laughs> Like well, we went to Hawaii, but we we laid over in Seattle, and that's when I was like, "This is where I want to go." Okay. You remember that? Okay. I mean, I remember falling asleep in the airport, so I guess technically. And we kind of dabbled around Seattle a little bit. Not on that. We we went in February for like a long weekend. It was Hayden. I think we got that trip for like Hayden's birthday, or that was the idea. It was really fun. It was magical. It was. In February, you know, usually Seattle would be rainy, it was sunny, it was incredible. We had the most just beautiful places we saw and we got to go up on the Space Needle and have all these cool adventures and there was, Seattle has a heartbeat and a lot of these bigger cities do, there's an energy and there's a heartbeat there and there's, you can feel it, it's, it's visceral, it's amazing. Um, and so he was making bags, he was had Puna packs at the time. And got a wild hair that he wanted to be at C- in Seattle, and that's where he wanted to be selling bags. And so we applied to be at the uh, Pike's Place and got Pike's in. Pike's Place Market. Mm-hmm. And basically said, we're moving. Like, there wasn't really a hey, conversation. Uh, we're going to move to Seattle. We're going to move to Seattle. And, I mean, I went to six different elementary schools. I love moving. Like, it brings immense joy to my heart. I like the... The excitement of it um it's hard it was hard moving you know leaving our family and all these things but the pos- the idea of possibility was so is so amazing and so you know so exciting that we had to so I this full i wonder if that's why you've always been so comfortable yeah i could i i mean i could move tomorrow and i'd be fine i mean i'd miss a lot of people and i i i whatever but I don't, moving is not scary at all to me. It's exciting. It's the unknown. I freaking hate packing, so I really don't want to move, but I, you know, whatever. Um, anyways, back to this fool moved to Seattle by himself with a freaking U-Haul. Well, actually it was him and Hayden, July or August of 2015. I had to find a freaking job. So I stayed with my parents for three months. I finally moved to Seattle on October 23rd of 2015. I don't drive long distances. I fall asleep. Uh, red line will keep you up and make you a crackhead. It's fine. Uh, drove my ass there. In the meantime, I refused to uh, spend our first anniversary apart. So I flew to Seattle for the weekend for our first anniversary and we went to Ocean Shores. That's right. That's um, right. which was really Ocean beautiful, Shores. kind of a weird place though. I don't know that it's on I, the coast of Washington. Yeah. Right? I don't know that I'm super excited to ever go back, but it was a really cool experience. We had the deer right outside the... We had this little A-frame cabin that was super cute and deer outside. And it's magical. Rained hard. Rained hard. We got to stay in Bellevue, and that's the first time I got to see Bellevue when I got there. That was cool. Um, kind of warmed you up to like, all right, this is where we're going to live. Yeah. So that was in September... Third week of September, by the third week of October, I'd moved there. And then I started working. And then we did a lot of 
day trips while we were there, which is cool. Mm-hmm. We, there's still so much we didn't see, but um, we got to go over, like, Mokotio Beach was one of our favorites, and um, Ballard. Ballard. We started uh, this little uh, hobby of ours, picking, I guess you might call it, or we weren't really antiquing, but salvaging. Kinda. And we you know realized... where that started, though? Huh was uh, when we went to that wedding, Jeff's wedding, and we went hiking and there was this really crazy, kind of creepy abandoned cabin. And there was this window that was like hanging by a thread. Or, I don't know, it wasn't even a window, it didn't have glass, it was just like a... Wooden cutout. Kind of. And so we grabbed that, um, and for that was for my birthday, you got me that purple trunk. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the beginning of our salvage picking adventure and... It's kind of like what we like to do is collect to remind ourselves of the journey type mm-hmm. of thing. And Where we were, what we were doing. Like we bring I, it all with us. Yeah. I, there's a bunch of stuff in our home that like, oh, we got that here. Or we got this on this adventure and kind of, it really marks time. We've developed like the same taste. Yeah. I feel like, like you'll pick something out and I'll pick something out and, and we're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It helps. We uh, we travel well, and I just think we we alternate on the same like field. Like it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then I'm working at Nordstrom again. I uh, got hired on again, which I kind of moved through the coffee and promoted, and we moved to Austin. So that was an opportunity for us to go somewhere we've never been. We didn't know one single soul. And we just he packed up where, and moved. Yeah, where I wanted to move, and I said somewhere where it doesn't freaking rain. We had 10 sunny days in the last six months we lived in Seattle. It was slightly miserable. Um, and I said Austin, te- Texas, and this crazy man said, okay, let's go to Austin. Austin was fun. Austin was fun. There was a, we did a lot of day trips. They have a lot of really cool bodies of water. Got to kayak on Lady Bird Lake. While we were in Seattle, we got to go to Kauai, though, and we got to kayak up a river to a waterfall which was super cool we got a, we went on a helicopter ride there um if you're ever in Kauai, go to um gosh what was that what no what was that hot dog place called hmm. i don't remember the name hmm. well we I fell in love with hawaii on our, with on our honeymoon that was the big island yeah and then we said you know what Kauai. And we found out it's probably the best. Still my favorite. The east side, the artist side, amazing. Uh That was on my 40th birthday. We went to Kauai. We did. And actually, I think I remember saying, hey, uh, by the time I'm 50, I I think we should retire here. here. We should move here to Hawaii. And so today I'm 46. So we've got four more years. Who knows? I mean, we could. I'm kind of under the impression where I think Texas will always be our roots, maybe. But I think the idea of getting to a place where we can have a second property or a piece of a property or somewhere, you know, Texas is hot. And I love it, but it's nice to have a little bit of a reprieve. So Austin, what was, okay, let's, let's just ask you this. Give me one or two of your favorite experiences in Austin. Okay. 
Um, we got to foster uh, some dogs and work with Austin Pets Alive. That was really cool. That's how Google came to us, which he's our sweet boy and we love him to death. Um, so that was really cool. I was at a job that allowed me to have that flexibility and I had never at that point in my life had that. Um, so to be able to be a part of something, um, it, that was during Hurricane Harvey, which was pretty crazy. Um, I love that. Um, and I love Austin because there's so many, you know, waterways in East Texas are beautiful, but they're scary. We have alligators, we have snakes, we have crazy shit here in Central Texas. Like, sure, you have that stuff. I mean, they don't actually have alligators, but, um, you have some crazy stuff, but not like you do in East Texas. So I miss, like, you know, the, I think there's a lot more day trips, uh, in Austin. You know, you can go, you can get to San Antonio in a heartbeat. You can get to Fredericksburg, you can get to New Braunfels. There's so many places around there. Um, you know, the location itself is really centralized. Um, I kind of miss that. I feel sometimes East Texas is a little bit of an island. Yes. I enjoyed the terrain for skateboarding. Oh, in Austin, a bunch of natural, well, not natural, but like water parking runoff. garages, uh, water runoff ditches. We lived in kind of an industrial spot. Smooth concrete, just put it that way. You can't skate here in East Texas. We live in the country now, y'all. Dirt roads and rocky pothole roads. Anyway, that was one of my favorite things. The dog friendliness in Austin. Yeah. Um, we had Timothy and then another dog. We we, we fostered a, three or four dogs while we were there. Yeah, we Strays. had Stella uh-huh. and then we had Custard, which was a dachshund that... It's kind of a weird story. I was taking the dogs for a walk and I noticed that there was a dog. Someone else was walking a dachshund and I said, you know, engaged and said, sweet dog, um, had been dumped in her yard. And so she's trying to take care of this dog and, you know, has kids and all these things. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll take her, you know, I'll foster her. And so we called her custard. She was really sweet. Um, slept above your head on the bed, which was really weird, but uh, she was really sweet, and then she went to a dachshund rescue and got adopted, which was really cool. And Little Man was a little white floof ball that came to our yard and just kind of never left. And so... He was, like, last minute, right? Yeah, he was last minute. He was literally... When we went from Austin to Salt Lake, he got a job, and I ended up moving, like, a month later or something. And so while he was gone... I left her once again... <laughs> Yeah, I moved to back to Salt Lake with the job promotion. Told her, "Hey, go ahead and just pack up everything." <laughs> Literally packed our entire house, picked him and my mom up from the airport, loaded the van, and left. Like I packed our entire house, which is usually that's, what happens. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> All right, so that takes us back to Salt Lake, 2018. Uh, managing the coffee shop, love that, love that job. Best job I've ever had. Managing the coffee shop. Um, you ended up. Where'd you go first? Hotel. Yeah, I uh, was a DOS for the Hampton uh, Hampton Inn, um, and then I got recruited to another property. And I like that. I grew up in hotels. You know, my family's always managed hotels, so it's kind of like coming home for me. Um. But the thing that when 
that we noticed when we lived outside of Utah was there wasn't really any obligation to do anything because we didn't have anyone really around. We kind of did whatever we wanted. Um, and we, I remember when we moved back, we were like, oh, we're going to like go see all these things and do all these things. And we still have not done a lot of those things, but hopefully we'll get there. Um, I think what you're saying is, and I experienced this, um, the fewer people you have are, that are relying on you or that are in your network, the more freedom you have. So but like, you miss that community though. Yeah, but like even in Seattle, I would go by myself into the city for the day with no agenda and I could do whatever I wanted. I could turn left, turn right, go in this bar, that bar. Um, because I didn't have to ask for anyone's approval. We got a grasshopper. Sorry, I thought it might be a frog, but those little suckers will eat the shit out of my plants. So then, that was just when I was solo. But kind of what you're saying is, when it's just you and I, we kind of do whatever we want. It's kind of nice, but you know, then we're out here, we're getting kind of lonely, man. I mean. I haven't seen my kids for a while. I haven't seen my mom and dad for a while. It is lonely. I'm not going to lie. So you got your, your pluses and negatives. And then the ultimate scenario, the best case scenario is we get to do both, right? We get to be out here on our own and then we get to travel home or we get to have them out to visit us. Well, and I think the key that is different here than has been anywhere else is we've been able to build community. Um, even when we were in Utah, like we had the community of our family, which was wonderful, but you didn't really have a community other than that, you know, which we get, you're busy, you have kids, you have this, that, and, and that, this, that, and the other, but you have to be intentional with your community. And I think that's something that we're learning the, the further or the, the, you know, the more we, we do this and the more we move and the more we meet people, you have to be intentional with your actions and intentional with your community. And if you want to foster these relationships, you have to put work into it, just like you know, a marriage you put work in, a friendship you have to put work in, and, and we're learning, and we're so blessed to have incredible people around us. Like, my best friend moved at the same time that we did from Utah to, to uh, Texas. Um, so blessed to have her and her sweet kids in our lives. You know, we have an incredible support system right up the road that we've met, which is amazing. Um, but it is different when you don't, when you're not around your family. You know, it, it, it just is. Yeah, the only obligation we really have right now is to our land and our animals and our house to preserve and make sure everyone's fed and taken care of. And, and our biggest thing is we want to be good stewards to this land and to these animals and, and this life that we live because we're so blessed to be allowed to live this. You know, this is a dream for so many people and we're living it. Um, you know, we've had two dogs come to us and a cat come to us since we've been in Texas and... We believe that the Lord put those animals in our life, you know, because we we were supposed to, you know, get them. Uh, but that is a lot of responsibility. You know, the fact that my crazy chicken self ordered 30 chickens in December <laughs> coming in May, June and, and July and what have you. But uh, wouldn't change it. Love our chicky girls. But those are responsibilities, too. Um. I want to back up and just tell people a little bit more about the story uh, from Austin, kind of promoted through Nordstrom, got moved to Salt Lake, managing the coffee shop, 
we wanted to move back home at the time because we did miss our families. You know, we wanted, we felt like something was missing. Yeah, we felt it on our so, hearts that we, that's, you know, for whatever reason, that's where we were. And that's where be. my kids were, and they were still young. I uh, got a, I really, I'm glad that we did that move. Yeah. And then we settled down a little bit. We purchased a house, probably one of the coolest houses we were ever. We missed that house. Unimaginably awesome house. Um, in in kind of like the nicer side of town, which I never actually thought I'd live in the nice side of town. I grew up on the shit side of town. No offense, mom. But yeah, we owned a beautiful house. We had amazing jobs, and then we said, you know what, man, let's give it all up. Like what let's else? Walk away and give it all up. What else and can go we do? move in the fucking middle of nowhere, Texas. Like, please, that sounds like a brilliant idea. It's Sometimes just, I question myself daily. Don't get me wrong. I think of it like here's what I and. I think of it like this. We reached the summit of the mountain and we looked out and we saw another summit in the distance. And we were like, well, the only way to get to that other summit is to go back down the mountain. And so that's what we did. We're back down the mountain. We wanted to be intentional. We wanted to be sustainable. We wanted to grow our own food. The world was in a really scary place. Um, So it was slightly reactive for that. But this idea of knowing where your food comes from, knowing, um, you know, putting the effort into it, growing it, understanding it, preserving it, cooking it, you know, this beautiful, these beautiful food, this beautiful food and all these different variations, you know, I I was blessed enough to, to grow up in a little bit of culinary, you know, we went out here and there, but I don't think I really experienced purple carrots and yellow carrots and uh, purple broccoli and uh, these just beautiful fresh food um shaking the dirt off yeah understanding you know we have cows right next to us understanding where your food comes from is so important and you know we live in this world of convenience and we didn't want to live in a world of convenience anymore we wanted to be intentional and and we're crazy but it's such a blessing yeah i think you know at, at that point and even before that we basically said to the lord or god we said you know what we trust you we're gonna lay it on the line we're gonna follow our our intuition and our hearts and we trust that god's gonna take care of us along the way and he has provided so here we are in east texas um a couple years now we've we've experimented with growing food we've been working on this house putting pretty much every spare dollar we have into the house um so i'm looking at my questions here but uh i want to say that with you my love is that you know with the pursuit of happiness in mind like one of my favorite things that makes me happy is watching you in your element and seeing you in the kitchen just whipping up food um or seeing you out on the on the side on the on the tractor or on even the four-wheeler that you rode the other day you're just ripping around um when we rented the uh little excavator she's out there driving the excavator and was like oh yeah dude i look at this big smile on your face and that brings me ultimate joy so i love that i would love to be able to steward this land full-time that would be dreamy um i've got to experience some of the best food in the world. Uh, I don't know how I'm such a skinny little dude, but she is an amazing cook. I think 
that is truly a gift. You never went to school for that. You just learned. You just knew. It was an intuition. This is going to taste good. <laughs> uh, I grew up one of those weird kids that loved to watch the Food Channel and Food Network and Iron Chef. And I'm blessed to be able to, to have done that, I guess, when I was a kid. But I don't know. Food brings you together. And, it, and it's... And it tastes good and you know you can't be mad if you're eating good food and i i just feel like if the world came together at a table and and understood that most people are not nefarious they don't have ulterior motives they just want the best and you know we don't always understand that of other people or cultures or whatever but uh coming together at a table is so important to me and 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 understanding how to cook this food this food that we grow, this, you know, this incredible thing that we grow, if you don't know how to cook it, like, what's the point of growing it? So, you know, and I get it, I get that we're busy, we live in a very busy society, you know, there's kids dance and soccer and, you know, most of us are working 50 hours a week and all these things, but uh, if we allow someone else to take control over our food system, we won't have any idea what's in our food and, uh, there's a lot of crazy stuff and, and I, and I think it's important to understand that and understand where it comes from and, um, you know, understand that a, a cat, a burger on your plate is not just a burger on your plate. It, you know, came with the sacrifice of an animal and, and it, I think it's really easy again to drive through a, a window and, you know, I'm not saying anything about on drive through. Uh, it's just, you know, respect where it came from, understand it. Uh, food, uh, food is another form of stewardship um it's a love if language you've never seen a cow and yet you're sitting there eating burgers come on you know well but you know i get it if you live in a city and you don't have any access to that i understand it but like i i want people to understand that it's it's more than just what's on your plate you know there there was sacrifice there was love there was tlc there was you know someone took care of these animals and um I hope and wish and pray that everyone gets to experience that. Everyone gets to at least come out to a place like this and, and see where it truly comes from and see that it takes work and it takes effort and it's so, so worth it. But, you know, we're crazy. This life is not easy, but it's totally worth it. So we're getting toward the end here. We've gone 30 minutes. Um, I got one more question for you. And that is, what are you most excited about right now for the future? It's a good question. Um, you know, we have some trips and some stuff planned. We haven't taken a trip together since 2019. Done a lot of things separately, but um, we just haven't had the, the ability to do that. So I think creating a little bit more normalcy, you know, we're really working on saving and, and budgeting and... Uh, you know, trying to be even more intentional than we, we've been living, which I think we're living pretty intentionally, but I, you know, I think there's always room for, for progress. And, um, I, I think there's a lot of possibilities out there right now, but we just have to figure out how to, to grab them and, and run with them. And that's super exciting. And I'm really excited for this next chapter, whatever this may be. We're going to Broken Bow in about a month from now, which we've never seen that. Yep, that'll be an open That's going to be kind of our first. Fun. We've done a couple of day trips, but this will be kind of like our first vacation together. So that's cool. Um, so 
my thing that I'm most excited about is I feel like we've 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 really believed in the Lord and in God having kind of control of everything. We said, here you go, God. We're going to trust you, follow your plan. And we've watched him provide and provide and we've kind of just laid it on him to guide us. And I think what I'm most excited about right now is kind of like another level of that. And that is putting God first, really in, in, in all of the thinking um, from our finances to the food that we plant. Um, the friendship, up in prayer in the morning, praying over dinner, praying in the morning. I mean, literally, being a uh, steward of men, making God the number one thing in our lives. We've already acknowledged Him, but uh, we want to up that level. And so, my heart just is on fire for that right now. So I'm so excited to see where that's going to lead us, and what kind of things that we can do, and. The people that we're going to meet over the next few years, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, something that I've really <clears throat> thought about and, and kind of come to terms with is is the whole idea of surrendering um, control freak. Uh, so I like I like when things, you know, have an order. I, you know, I like A, B, and C in a certain place. Um, the idea of giving up control and surrendering is terrifying to me. But I'm starting to learn that I, I think that that's the only way to do it because it's not about us and it's not up to us. And uh, understanding that and giving it up and, and understanding that, hey, you know, you may not have two dimes drawn together, but give me your first 10% and I'll give it back to you in spades is terrifying. But I think going with a status quo at the same at the same rate that we're going is even more terrifying yes like give it up it's not up to you guys i hope y'all have a companion out there so awesome as jackie um i just want to say thanks for tuning in i love you jackie happy anniversary happy anniversary y'all good to meet you